Thanks for joining us inside the Dancer's Studio, where we bring listeners like you closer to the creative process. Inside the Dancer's Studio is a program of the National Center for Choreography at the University of Akron as part of our Ideas in Motion initiative. This episode was recorded in the presence of a live audience in March of 2022. Today, we join Christy Bolingbroke, our Executive Artistic Director, in conversation with Colorado-based choreographer, performance artist, and innovator, Hellenius J. Wilkins, whose creative research and projects are rooted in the intersections of American contemporary performance, cultural history, and identities of Black men. Wilkins founded and artistically directed Edgeworks Dance Theater, Washington, D.C.'s first all-male contemporary dance company of predominantly African-American men that existed for 13 years, 2001 to 2014. To date, he has choreographed and directed over 60 works. Hellenius is currently an associate professor and the director of dance at the University of Colorado Boulder. This is something that we get to explore with every artist that's coming through, and we realize there's no two ways uh, of the same way of doing this work, just like there isn't just you know one or two ways of making dances. So true. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I'm really excited to hear from you, how did you know you wanted to be a choreographer? Oh. Is that a choice? <laughs> Is it a calling? Yeah. Yeah. The first question, the hard question. <laughs> I love it. Um, so I am one of those people who believe that it's a calling. Mm. And um, I feel I was called to do it. But I had this anchor, if you will, that validated that calling for me. And that is uh, Alvin Ailey mm. and a PBS special focus on the Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater. Yes. And it's the one where Mr. Ailey sort of sits like this in a diagonal camera's there and he goes hi I'm Alvin Ailey and I'm a choreographer and I was like that's me I'm a choreographer and so um, ever since then that sort of like solidified what was churning inside of me Mm. Um, but yeah there's this path of knowing that I moved and I expressed myself through moving Um, there was this additional thing of being a very shy kid Mm. and it took me a long time to speak Mm -hmm. um, and I still feel shy even in my adult life no unbelievable (laughs) but it's not as severe Uh, literally a door would move and I would run and hide underneath a table or behind a sofa or go and hug my grandmother's leg like I was terrified (laughs) and and then the thought of having to talk was just like not gonna happen Mm -hmm. Um, so I think coming to the body and realizing that it was a vessel full of expression was also part of that landing space. Dance it out. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Which I'm still doing. <laughs> oh my goodness, absolutely. So where where do you start? Is it yeah. inspiration striking down from upon high somewhere or is it something more internal? How do you begin? Yeah. Another amazing question. I don't think there's any one way to begin. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for... Uh, me in particular, there are uh, numerous ways to begin because I'm sparked by different things. But there is something that um, I'm relating to, and that's the way in which I see the world mm-hmm. and the way in which I see others and the way in which I see myself in relation to to all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the spark often comes from observations or experiences that I've, uh, I've had or um, things I've witnessed others experience. Mm-hmm. Um, 
a lot of my work lands in this place of art and social justice. So mm -hmm. I'm anchored in wanting to do work um, that leads to making the world a better place mm -hmm. and making me are helping me to figure out how to be of service mm. in that way. We've had the opportunity this week while you're here to go on some historical walks, yeah. uh, sort of understanding the history, indigenous roots of the area, speaking with members of the community. And, and it's interesting to hear you talk about the way that you see the world, mm -hmm. because if there was a word I could reflect based on that walking practice mm -hmm. with you, is a sense of mindfulness in noticing, yeah. in both curiosity and, and noting things. Yeah. Not looking for answers, but just right. clocking so much the onslaught of information yeah. that, that is available if you choose to pay attention to it. Yeah. So I, I love that. Mm -hmm. There's another piece that I think is sort of uh, inherent in dance making, which is music or sound score. And some of our earliest memories of moving is, I love this dance. Yeah, I love this yeah, number. Yeah. I have to dance. Yeah, yeah. How would you characterize your choreographic relationship to sound? Mm. Well, I will say as a bass, listening is everything, mm. <laughs> right? So everything you just described, um, it, it just automatically uh, brought listening to mm -hmm. the forefront. Like the decentralization is about how can I lean in by being a listener, mm -hmm. not how can I lean in by advocating or talking or speaking or, you know, taking center stage. It's how can I lean in and just listen? Mm. Um, and when I think about sonic landscapes mm -hmm. uh, choreographically um, I'm definitely thinking about architectural environments I'm thinking about geographical environments I'm thinking about topography I'm thinking about all the things what are the landscapes in which we inhabit mm -hmm. and how can I bring those to life mm. uh, through my work um, and so yes there's something about composed music that has can have a rhythm and can have a groove and all of that feels good and wonderful and it transports me to certain places as I'm doing my, my shimmy right now but you know um, but then there are other things about like what does it mean to just connect with the earth mm. connect with the ground connect with the sound of other humans um, and not that I need to understand what's being uh, shared or communicated and not that it's mine too. Um, embrace and be listening to, but that it's part of the fabric that's around me and how can I create those worlds? Mm. The, one of the common concerns from some of our student choreographers is in the very unsexy question of like, yeah. how do I navigate music permissions? Yes. Because you know, what they have available to them is popular music. Yeah. And, and I appreciate, as you're talking about groundedness, and for some people listening, this could come across very esoteric yes, and serious. Yes, 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 But I also know, just from reading your writing, that you'll reference Beyonce Absolutely. and Prince songs. Absolutely. Joy is repetition. Yes, yes. <laughs> so so I, I just want to, you know, also include there's that balance yeah, yeah, yeah. that you, to be an artist, you don't have to just focus down on whatever serious art making yeah. is supposed to look like in those tropes and Well, and also art is not limited. Mm -hmm. to that, right? So all of the Beyonce and Prince, and I'm a major diehard Prince fan, so like Prince is quoted in everything. <laughs> but, yes. but it's, um, th that is art. Mm -hmm. The world is art. And so, yes, we, uh, we 
place things into labels, um, commercial versus mm-hmm. avant-garde versus whatever else is in between and all around. Um, and perhaps that creates some, um, some thinking that if we're not in one lane, we're not making art, mm. when in fact, the art is happening in all the lanes. Yes. Um, and I feel like there's something about embracing all the lanes and knowing how they're in conversation with each other. So to that extent, I'm inspired by contemporary music as well. I did my share of choreography to uh, contemporary music. Um, and to your thing that you brought up around rights, that is tricky, right? So navigating that, how do you get permission to use um, those uh, songs? And in some cases, I've had support or through institutions that have afforded me to be able to get the rights I need. Mm. Um, and in some cases, it took me writing a letter to the publicist or to the manager and, and to the artist and seeing if I could get a response and, and are doing my homework to see if there's like a clearinghouse where mm-hmm. you can put in a request and pay the fee or whatever it is. Um, so um, there are lots of ways to navigate having that kind of access. Um, I will say for me more and more in my journey, I tend to um, collaborate with composers and mm. create original scores. Mm-hmm. So like it, it jumps yeah. that bridge of having to seek out rights because I'm working with someone in real time who's given permission, but also contributing to the work. Mm. So how did you interpret the invitation to teach as part of 21st century dance practices? You know, I, I feel yeah. like we've been laying some of that groundwork in what yeah. we've talked about so far, but want to invite you to define it on your own terms at this point. Yeah, thank you so much for that question. Um, I have this saying that I can always say, uh, that is, I can always tell you what it's not. I can't always tell you what it is. That is also <laughs> a helpful practice. It's not this. Can't it find the words for this. these other it's things. It's not this. Yes. So I... I knew that um, this invitation felt different from other invitations I've received Mm. um, to do residencies um, and to be a part of a teaching series. Um, I knew that I was coming into a space that was a laboratory where I can place my research in conversation with the teaching, which is what I do in general, but sometimes that that's taken apart in some environments mm-hmm. um, because it's really about the master class. Mm. And so I felt like I was continuing to talk in language around the ways in which I'm doing my research. Mm-hmm. Um, there is something about... Um, Uplifting or creating a cohort of voices who are in conversation with each other, and maybe not necessarily like in the way in which we are right now, but by existing in this time um, and making mm. in this time that we are in conversation with each other, or our works are in conversation with each other. So I knew that I was coming into something that was holding um, other notions around making, other notions about what does it mean to practice, um, other notions about what it means to be an artist, and that um, I was coming into that conversation. I love that idea. As a curator, I often will think that if I could totally usurp the challenges of time, yeah. that I could have all of these artists in one room together, like a museum yeah. exhibit. Yeah. And and then, you know, I'm not talking about hanging dancers or dance pieces on a wall, right. but how can they be in conversation with each other if they can occupy that kind of space? Yeah. 
Um, and we work with DTA faculty to co-curate this together. And then there's the surprises. We're, we're coming to the end of this particular spring right. and I'm talking with some of the students beforehand. What became an ongoing practice and theme that we didn't foresee was how each of you have used improvisation. Yeah. A little bit differently okay. without calling it this is a series on improvisation yeah. but it's like oh that that's a continuing thread that that they're picking up certainly and yeah. carrying as they move forward so I, yes you really it spoke to me this idea of living in a room together mm-hmm. awesome and it's interesting to hear you talk about improvisation in that way because um, again thinking about the series the 21st century um, what does it mean to be a 21st century artist mm-hmm. and what does it mean to um, you know, all of the, the trend words, innovation, uh, you know, yes. like sometimes, yep, I want to go like <laughs> all behind the a door, all the, the buzzwords, you know, um, but like, what does all of that mean? And I think with us not thinking about any of those things or putting those things as our charge to mm. make the work, what perhaps we're ultimately doing in the room is creating a space where we can let our bodies be a vessel of information and let them show up. And so what's going to show up is the ways in which we've, uh, the trainings we've experienced, but also our curiosities. And those Mm -hmm. things are going to color and link things together in different ways. Um, And so it could be very easy to move through a class session with me that feels like classic in some way, than to move into another space that feels like it's not that, but I you can see the sprinkles of mm. what's been my training. And then in other situations, you might not get any of that at all, but it's all part of this vessel mm-hmm. uh, that's holding. The, I'm thinking about the listening. I'm thinking about what will reveal itself. But then I'm also thinking about the very real world deadlines yeah. and, yes. <laughs> and challenges. There are many. <laughs> and, and so I'm curious... For you as an artist, how do you deal for with a rut, for lack of a better yeah, term? With yeah. a like need to, I've got a deadline, a deliverable, I've, I, a curtain up, yeah. and, and the, nothing's coming. And yet you, you have to be patient. Patience is such a yeah. part of your process. Yeah. Do you have any tools or practices to sort of circumvent that? A great question. <laughs> you have so many great questions. Should we make them up right now? Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, you know, it's... Um, I love this question because I feel like I can and I cannot answer it all at the mm. same time. And I, um, it's a question that sort of conjure my... F- what I call my former self mm. <laughs> and my present self as an artist because my former self made work differently and um, I created a different kind of container and that container was pressured by deadlines mm. and it was also pressured by expectations I imposed on myself to be like this is what a piece looks like mm-hmm. and I think in my my present self my and present self moving into the future I've reoriented myself to the clock and I feel that the moments that become the public moments are peaks in the process, that everything is in process and everything is a ritual, part of the ritual. And so what I reveal in that moment is what it's meant to be in that moment. Mm. Um, and I think there's something brave and courageous about that. And I no uh, 
you know, I'm no saint in that, like, sometimes I'm crying and fearful and, and all the things when I'm doing that, but I'd rather walk in the shoes of that mm-hmm. because it's keeping me moving forward to continue to understand what the work can be. Now, there might be some different things that come into play if the rut is, I don't have, I really don't have anything put together and I really don't have the sound or I really, so like those things then, um, I work with a team of collaborators, and there's a way in which we can work to support each other to move forward. Um, like, there's something about collective teamwork mm. um, that really keeps me, and it keeps the process moving forward and keeps me working through those ruts. Mm. Because what will happen, they might see something or, or, or illuminate a discovery they made in the area of expertise in which, in which, um, in which they are collaborating with me that inspires me mm-hmm. to, like, oh, I'm going to go in that direction. You know, so, this so that like, exchange. Yeah, this idea of the the single choreographer or artist who has all the answers and questions and and directions. Yeah, um, it, it sounds like no, you surround yourself with the team that you you know if you're not feeling it, right. you can say, tell me more about what you're doing. Exactly, exactly. And there's a and in that I feel like there's a way in which we complete each other's sentences that we're not individually doing the creation of or manifesting the thing, but we're really collectively mm. manifesting the thing. And it requires all of our voices dialoguing together to write the paragraph. Cool. Yeah. So two more questions. Yeah. For any of our uh, students who aspire to be dancers and collaborators, I'm, I'm curious, what do you look for yeah. in a collaborating artist or in a dancer or anyone who's going to join you for a project? Mm. And this could be yeah. training or yeah. philosophy. I So my three things, because I'm talking threes, <laughs> to get myself grounded. Um, I would say risk takers. Okay. Um, because I am interested in the intersection of past, present, and future, and how do we move um, with the information in our experiences into a space that can create a different kind of space. Um, you heard me speak a little bit this week about, in relationship to my current work, the conversation series, Stitching the Geopolitical Quilt to Rebody Belonging, that an aspect of that is dancing to become a better ancestor. So mm-hmm. like in that nature, I'm really just... And not even about the jest, but I'm really working to figure out how to make things better, mm-hmm. um, whether I will be afforded an opportunity to see that or not. So that risk taker spirit. Um, secondly, um, understated virtuosity. Ooh, tell us more. Um, I feel that I'm more interested in how someone can use um, the skills they've acquired to communicate rather than use the skills to demonstrate that they can do them. Ooh, yes. Um, and so, yes, there is a level, there is a bar, but that bar is in service mm-hmm. to engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third thing I would offer up is probably experience, mm. right? Because I think we are all canvases with rich stories, some known, some not known, but can we show up into spaces um, and create a space? where those stories can be shared Mm -hmm. and where those could be sparked to Mm -hmm. illuminate the artistic practice. Speaking of experience, our last question is to invite you to either pass on uh, a meaningful piece of advice that you received at some Mm -hmm. point in your career 
or to offer up a piece of advice to future dancers and artists and makers in your own words? Mm. Or both. Susanna Newman um, is um, a rock in my life. Mm. I love her dearly. She um, is, well, at the time I met her, she was the chair of the dance program at SUNY Brockport, which is where I went to undergrad. Um, and also my first, um, not my first, but like second, third major instructor in my career. But I feel like she was my first real advisor, mentor, mm -hmm. and she has been for the duration of my life uh, and continues to be. I'm always calling her. But one of her gems that I still have on my refrigerator um, is... Uh, to not believe what others say about my work, whether it's good or bad, mm. um, and to read between the lines. And in so many ways, what she was saying to me, or what she is saying to me, is that if there is something that's piquing my curiosity that's being shared, that question is in me. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, maybe that's the thing that keeps me going. Mm -hmm. And if that question is not in me, maybe it's not meeting me at this moment. It's not that it's um, not relevant, but it's maybe just not meeting me in this moment. So that it's okay to let information pass mm -hmm. on, sort of through one ear and out the other. And it might circle back around. You know, so how, it, it doesn't mean about uh, anything about disregarding. It's just, when are you in the cycle? Yeah. With what's being offered to you. So I would say that because I, I, the feel is one that is, um, I don't have a better way to say it, but to say it's anchored in rejection. Yes. Uh. <laughs> I, there is a tremendous amount of rejection in this field. Um, and the courageousness and um, the bravery is um, understanding how to navigate that rejection mm -hmm. and turning that rejection into wisdom to keep moving forward. Yes, beautifully put. Thank you so much, Helenius. Please, everyone else, join me in thanking Helenius. Thank you. <laughs> Inside the Dancer's Studio Lunchtime Talk Series is supported by NCC Akron, the University of Akron, the University of Akron Foundation, and the Mary Schiller Myers Lecture Series in the Arts. Our podcast program is produced by Jennifer Edwards. Ellis Roven is our composer and editor. Theme music by Flaco Torres. Cover art by Micah Krause. Special thanks to Kat Wentz and the team on the ground in Akron, Ohio. To learn more about NCC Akron, please visit us online at nccakron.org and follow us on Instagram or Facebook at NCC Akron. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we encourage you to subscribe on your favorite podcast streaming platform by searching for Inside the Dancer's Studio. Please share with your friends and if you'd like to help get the word out, rate us and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening and stay curious.